I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast. My name is Heath, and what we're doing now is doing our North Melbourne 2020 season preview. But before we get into 2024, we'll have a quick look back at what happened in 2019. So starting off, uh, finished 12th on 10 wins. Uh, Josh, they're your team. Pass or fail, you think, on the um, whole? Well... That's a season of two halves, really. Uh, on the whole, I'd say it's a pass, uh, yep. mainly because they got a, a lot of games into a lot of young players, and they managed to get those young players uh, involved. Um, I think it was uh, four rising star noms. Something like that. It was, with uh, it, Larky, Zerha, um, Scott, and... Thomas? Thomas. Yep. Uh, and that's... That's about as good as you can expect for the season. Well, Having them not injured would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, when you've got a young team, the Rising Star nods are there for something. Um, not uh, None of them really, I think, were in the line for the award, but we had such a runaway winner anyway. But that's not the point. Is yeah. Four is a lot. Oh, I reckon Zerha was ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I saw it as it's kind of unders, but there was hope in the second half of the year. Um, and, and certainly a lot of um, rallying around uh, Megamind uh, once he stepped into the big chair. But let's look at the highs for, for North um, on uh, 2019. So where did you see the highs for the club? Well, for my money, it was, um, I think, did you come with me to the uh, Collingwood game? I don't think I did. I remember going to that and thinking, oh, fuck, we're going to get pumped here. And it was just a fucking walkover. Yeah, just put a big hurting on them. They... They were they got up and just never ever looked back. Um, what what think, round was Collingwood? Uh, it was round fifteen. Round fifteen. Yep. Yeah. So th- this was one of Shaw's first games, then, wasn't it? Yeah, gave an absolute shellacking, and it was there was winners all over the board. Um, and I, I was speechless at it. I thought, yeah. how the fuck did that happen? You appreciate those wins more when you're at the ground too. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. Especially because it was fucking quiet, <laughs> and uh, I, I stayed till the end and. I just walked straight out, got in the car, got home. I was home uh, with the replay still on telly. To be fair, that's, that's pretty usual for a North Melbourne game, but not for a Collingwood one. Yeah, not <laughs> not that. <laughs> what was their win-loss again? Uh, ten wins. Yeah. And looking, obviously, looking over Josh's shoulder at uh, the results, like they had some close ones that would have changed it, but they had some that were fucking blowouts on the other way. Well, the other big blowout was the Port match. Yes, yeah. um, uh, and I think you can roll the uh, in, when we're talking about the highs of the year, the Port game and Benny Brown into one, yeah. um, because uh, to Benny to put on ten um, in that day. Yeah. And to be fair, it was a little bit of a parade at times. Yeah. I yeah. think did he kick ten goals straight from ten kicks? Just about. Um, we were at that game too, and geez, it, it, 
they didn't seem to be hunting for him as much no. as they could have. No. But like, he just seemed to be everywhere. He had a quiet game. Let's yeah. be honest. Besides yeah. kicking 10 goals, he did nothing. And I know how stupid that sounds, but he kicked 10 goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, he didn't do anything else. It's a bit like saying Steve Smith did nothing but score scan Well, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. But, In but, fair, yeah. I should feel a bit ripped off as Nick Larkey. Like uh, a first-year player kicks five, Kick five, which is a pretty fucking decent effort. And uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Below the fold when it comes to best players. <laughs> um, have you got the game up there? Yeah. How many uh, kicks did Ben Brown have in his 10 goals? Uh, he had 14 disposals. So there you go. You kicked 10 goals, one? 10-1, uh, yeah. Yeah, so 11 shots a goal out of his yeah. 40 disposals. Yeah. Um, and so he's uh, hogging Disposal efficiency of 92. So <laughs> <laughs> he was looking after his stats. Um, so, th- I mean, and Port was still uh, in finals contention at this stage as well. Um, even though North, uh, I think, were a mathematical chance, they were not really um, in contention. But Port were playing for something. So it wasn't like, you know, you're rolling over Gold Coast at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was the same deal with Collingwood. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah, of course. Finals, Unlike yeah. Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> um, and uh, Brown, uh, second in the Coleman this year. And, and I think justifiably robbed of uh, of a spot in the All-Australian. I, I would have had him in there. I think it was robbed of the Coleman. Uh, just the fact that Melbourne decided to play defence and Gold Coast <laughs> apparently decided, oh, we'll let this uh, Cameron bloke run wherever the fuck he wants. Easy money. <laughs> Easy money, exactly. They, they have money on him. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, ben Cunnington, I think, uh, had, a, had a great year as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And extremely consistent as well. You know what you're going to get out of him week in, week out. Well, he was the only bloke that got the best of Deboa. Uh, that's because he broke his fucking shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, which kind of says something about it. There were some times when Cunnington seemed to get a little irritated. Like he's generally uh, unreadable. Like there's no yep. emotion in his face. He's not one of those players that goes around yelling, screaming, or everything. Dusty um, Martinish. Yeah, he generally tends to just do his business and uh, get on with it. But when he does get frustrated, jeez, <laughs> the blokes around him fucking watch out. Yeah, yeah. I think one player that surprised me, and I'm not saying he had a great year, but surprising because I didn't think he was going to have much of a year at all. Was right. Jasper Pittard. Uh, <laughs> As a set of steak knives, he was brilliant. Coming across the point where it was fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did some things. Uh, uh, he had one hopeless game, didn't he? He did. Was that against Port Adelaide? Uh, I think it was. I think uh, I think that was in Port Adelaide, actually. Yeah. And I think yeah. I was at that That's game. And I, I think right? the, Port player, the Port fans were still cheering him. Yeah. But well, they were Bronx cheering him. Let's set that aside um, and say otherwise. You know what? He wasn't a liability. Yeah. No, I'm... Far from that, I think he was actually better than Polek for the season. Oh, value for money certainly was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, it always takes players a bit of time to settle in, and in a back line that was, well, settled uh, until uh, Majak Dor yep. had his thing, um, they probably expected Pittard to play a very different role, and he adapted so well. And he's, it's funny, for a, for a bloke who looks like him, he's a lot smarter than I thought he was. He has to be. Is he really? Yeah, well, <laughs> he couldn't okay. possibly be dumber than you thought he was. He's I done, didn't even question his dumbness. To be honest, I was like, well, that's a given. He's done a fair bit of media, and he's actually pretty switched on. He just he just does not give a fuck. Because um, when a lot of players, you know, especially when they're traded and whatnot, there's always the media in their face and everything, but Polak copped all that yep. in that trade. Yeah. And so they said to him, uh, you know, how do you feel about the trade? And he's like, mate, it's just another place to play footy. I love the game. Um, yeah. The boys around me don't... Do you- don't try and make me get out in front of the cameras. Yeah, and keep I mean, it simple. After watching him at Port Adelaide, it's not surprising at all because he obviously didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually a massive fan of Pittard. I think um, for for a bloke who 
was a set of steak knives in that trade. Yeah. Oh, I'm very happy to have him the team. There you go. Um, so where are the lows then for, for North last season? Well, round one has to be the second lowest yeah, game. Yeah, uh, How many points? They let Paul, uh, sorry, Fremantle kick 140? 141 and lost by 82 points, scoring 59 themselves. Not a good way to start year. And uh, to be honest, that, I had that down as the lows as well as two and seven starting the year. I mean, push it behind the eight ball straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, well, to me, the, the lowest point of the year was the Good Friday game. Um, two reasons. One... The result and second, the crowd. It yeah. just, I get people weren't feeling the the squad was going where they wanted to go, but if people don't turn up, the squad's going to go to Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that's always been a bit of a problem for North Melbourne in the last ten years. Oh, longer, even yeah. longer than that. Yeah, but they've finally got a marquee game in the Good Friday match, and they, the North Melbourne uh, club, has been trying to get this happening yep. since the nineties. So they absolutely deserve a crack at it. But if people aren't going to turn up, and ain't going to stay. And it's not the club's fault, is what you're trying to say. No, it's, it's the supporters. The and and look, I, I'll i turn up. I'll be there this uh, in 2020. Uh, I hope every North member... You know, you can't make every game. No. Uh, it, it's just not doable. But, but Pencil this one in the calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially because they're going to be playing pretty exciting footy this year, I reckon. Yep. Uh, You've got the Bulldogs again, who had the best out of the... Uh, um, uh, Good Friday games, mm-hmm. which I think was the first one, was it? Yeah. Might have been the second. Can't remember. Uh, anyway, it was, it was the first. It, it was a great game. I yeah. remember that. And there's been some lackluster ones since then. So you need one. Yeah. I mean, in fans, probably lucky in that one because that was one where Mitch Wallace decided to kick it to us. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yep. A few years ago now. But hey, it was exciting. And that I, I want an exciting match as well, but I'll yeah. take a fucking flogging if we get it. Yeah. If we win. It, we'll, we'll take a <laughs> flogging if we win. Yeah, the flogging is a good result if we're on the uh, on oh, the positive side end. of it. Just loves the flogging. I'm with you. <laughs> Just wants a flog. Um, and we, you got to talk about uh, Brad Scott um, as well. Obviously, in the lows, it's, this is one of the weirdest sackings of all time because it felt like such a mutual breakup that calling it a sacking is almost unfair. Yet that still is what it is. Well, yeah, they're obviously still friends. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't think Brad Scott is as bad as a lot of the media around him seems to think. I think it's just a matter of he didn't adapt his message in a refreshing way. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, it's like a fucking burger. He started off with a cheeseburger and then added pickles, added onion, add, yep. until the fucking thing couldn't be eaten. And I think some of the players were working, do this unless that yep. happens, or check subsection B, mark four, paragraph seven. It just got too complicated. Yeah. And then Shaw comes in, and he's like, just play fucking footy, lads. Yeah. Bet your player. Hit someone, have fun. And, uh, you know, it was chalk and cheese. I think Scott's uh, his new role is equalisation management or some shit. Oh, it's an absolute nothing role. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it, I think that might be... Uh, AFL House have definitely yeah. done North Melbourne a favour there. Gil McLaughlin saying, how much we want at North? All right, uh, that's what you're on now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll take this one for you. We, we don't need to put it on the books. I mean, I, I'm not against it because, you know, okay, it helps the club, you know, a little bit more advantage than other clubs, but you know they're on their fucking deathbed. Or yeah. no, that's not true. They've crawled off their deathbed. No need to put them back there. Yeah, and uh, it keeps Scott off of uh, a talk show panel yeah, as well. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he might still sneak down and coach a few games down at Geelong. You never yeah. know. <laughs> but I think it is good that they could have that conversation at that time yeah. because when he's first came off the rank, then all of a sudden all the other clubs have to look at either shoring up who they've got. Yeah. And, or, and they did 
Oh, well, they did. I mean, <laughs> Longmire got a, a big fucking big boost. Didn't he? I, uh, I do like that uh, North Melbourne weren't pretending either. You know, the, oh, fuck are, no. yeah, uh, we might have had a conversation with him. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Simpson as well. But uh, Longmire is the first uh, coach I can think of that's dropped 10 places on the ladder and got the biggest uh, contract extension of his life. Yep. Well done to him. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> it's just a win-win. Dirt. Yeah, you yeah. have some dirt on them. Now you've got Glenn Archer apparently went over and had a chat, and you can just imagine turning up like, like horse, mate, got nothing to say to you, but I'm going to do you a fucking favour right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorting you out, lad. And, and it worked. And you, you can't say that North Melbourne certainly don't feel disappointed that uh, they ended up with Reese Shaw. It no. seems to be... It worked for the second half of the year without a doubt. Yeah. Well, they had a complete clean-out, really, because uh, yeah. it's not just sure. They got Rawlings in. They got... Um, list manager, I think. Uh, the new list manager yep. is uh, from Champion Data. I've forgotten his name right now. Oh, I thought they got Brady Rawlings over. No, he's a uh, general manager. He was he was list manager at uh, West Coast. West Coast. Now he's GM of footy yeah. or whatever. And they got uh, Ben uh, Amarfi, okay, if you say so, um, who was the CEO of Cricket Australia, I think. If, yes, it sounds well, right. Modern president, I can't yeah. remember. Something like um, that. And he's CEO of the club. Um, so, so some more off-field uh, movements and the stuff like that. Yeah. Off-field uh, recruiting has been spectacular. And, of course, Shaw, who uh, was elevated. And yeah. Like, uh, it's always the fact he goes through more Allen's lollies than I've seen <laughs> any human do. He does. He does um, all right. At It'd least be, Stuart Jew mixes it up with the occasional oh, thick shake and I, lamb, uh, leg of lamb. Both of them have got nothing on Damien Monkhurst. Don't worry about that. Um, all right, you talk about off-field uh, changes. Let's look at some on-field changes. Uh, the ins this year is just Aiden Bonner um, from from the Giants. So I mean, not much activity there, but uh, you know they made big moves the years uh, before, so um, wasn't much need really. Yeah, I think Bonner's more. Um, they didn't pay much for him, and he was a. Uh, I think pick 11 in 2017. A few years ago, yeah. But I mean, GWS pick 11, you know, they got hundreds yeah. of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, he, it's true. <laughs> he just couldn't break in GWS's uh, midfield, which it's because they got 30 midfielders. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he played in the grand final. I mean, he was still there, but um, it, it does feel like, you know, it's a bit like um, Jasper Pittard as well. Is that level of player? Well, yeah. look, if, if he... If he's the caliber of player that we keep in the VFL, we're having a fucking good season. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. As and well. I think for too long, North's VFL has been shit. And I don't think you can have success at the top level if your v- your second yeah. level team sucks because helps. the players who are coming through don't get used to AFL footy. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, as the way the AFL sets up. Because look at the teams that have success. It's like you know Richmond, Collingwood, um, even for a little while Melbourne were thereabouts because their lower squad was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're outs. Uh, Sam Wright, who I think, uh, again, uh, journeyman is, might sound disrespectful, but it's not really. He had a fair um, knock. He had a fair knock, and he, yeah. he, he did his job, yeah. you, you feel, yeah. at North. I've got no problem with Sam Wright. He was he was good as a negating defender, yeah. but he did not have that run they wanted yeah. from their defence. Yeah. Do you remember when you played football and like the person who was Lately. the negating defender usually shit at everything else? <laughs> it's like, you just make sure he doesn't touch the ball. As a negating defender, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few negating defenders. I just thought I, I, I ignored them for most of it. Um, Horvat, who, um, thank God he's retired because now commentators don't have to j- struggle with how to pronounce his fucking name. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, his best footy was at the Bulldogs and he didn't get on the park enough at North, I felt. Mm, yeah. Well, I think he got on the park too much, to be honest. Yeah, really. I think he he's not as good a player as Bonner. Um, in terms I still, of caliber, I still contend that Bonner is spelt with double N. <laughs> um, and 
the problem is if he's playing, it means guys like uh, Simpkin or yeah. uh, Zerha, um, somebody else, yeah. Walker, all those guys aren't, and he's not That's your not the future. He's not your next yeah. star. Um, and Scotty Thompson, um, who has got to be the shortest key backman that we've seen in the last uh, twenty years. Um, the endearing memories will always be him uh, pushing Barry Hall over and getting in a headlock. Um, my favourite part of that is uh, he did not get scared afterwards. He went back for more. Um, just that's that's his nature. Uh, you you got to love players like that. Yeah, he's not as small as you think. Like he's one ninety three centimeters, um, really? which yeah. is just under six four. Yeah, but um, I mean, Hall's bigger. Like I say, so is everybody else he played on. He never yeah. played on a bloke shorter than him. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, that's about all you can say about him. He was pretty fucking fearless and uh, wasn't afraid to do the sneaky veteran shit. Um, his spot in the side was never in contention either. You know, you know what I mean. It, yeah. it was no. He's our. He's in the back line. He'll look after somebody. Um, where you go? Yeah, yeah. I think it's only this season now that I'd say um, Tarrant's ready for that role. Because whoever comes in next, like uh, it'll probably be either Walker or. Oh, I, I think Tarrant's been good for a couple of years. I oh, know he's been brilliant. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's been robbed of all Australian. Um, but. Playing the general role as well as playing the accountable player that can run yeah. off that he has is another step of responsibility. And I think this season he had to do it a few times. Um, Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Going forward, I think he'll have no problem with it. Yeah. I think he's had enough apprenticeship. Yep. All right, looking forward to 2020, the double-ups for North. Uh, you got the Lions... Bulldogs, Essendon's, Hawks, and Carlton. So you'd be happy with uh, the Carlton uh, double up, although you know, they're probably on the so, rise. That's that's a that's a. I'm happy with all of those because that's about where we should be. Uh, if we if we can't uh, match Essendon Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are a tough team. Yeah, but uh, those guys then got no business playing finals. Yeah. Brisbane's going to be tough, obviously, because and it should be. A lot of people expect them to be um, at the north end. Uh, I think the Hawthorne double up is going to suit them well because they don't play Hawthorne at the MCG. Um, and I've I got a feeling if you go past the last 10 years of Hawthorne versus North, I reckon Hawks are just about undefeated at the MCG and North are just about undefeated at uh, Docklands. You go close to it. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll play one game in uh, Launceston, won't they? Uh, they? There is one game in Launceston, so that's why they're not playing at the MCG yeah. this year, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Hawthorne are around the same sort of mark. And. It's one of those ones where if 
if North can split the difference there and get up some wins otherwise, it could be a 13-14 yeah. win season. Uh, if they end up getting rolled, then it's going to be a fucking struggle. Yeah. All right, so who's in for a big year in the blue and white? Um, the easy money's on Ben Brown because yeah. he's had three 60-goal seasons in a row. Yeah. And Cunnington and Brown are sort of the expectations. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you know what you're going to get out of those guys. Um, Brown's going to um, present well. Cunnington's going to do his hardball gets and his fend-offs and his big tackles. Um, it's almost no danger yeah, with those two. Yeah. Sure. So that's what you have. Like your your baseline is that, and then you look at who you add on top to yeah to really put some yeah put some pressure. Well, my big season expectation is um, Cam Zerha. Yep. Just it's so rare to find a, a small forward who just fucking loves hurting people. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he is, throws it around. I've seen him. His second efforts are harder than most forwards' first efforts. Yeah. Uh, I, I fucking love it. I think he's a, a brilliant little player to have. And I'm sure most other teams would be happy to have a hard, hard uh, mid-small forward. Yeah. For oh. me, I think you're yeah, trying to look at getting some consistency out of Aaron Hall. Obviously, he had a break that through the start of the oh. season. Well, we a, I've got him on the chopping block. So. Well, he had a mental um, mental break, apparently. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, exactly. I think they got three games out of him, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, and I don't think they were good games either. Yeah, no, I don't think he did much. But obviously, coming across from Gold Coast, where he was a gun. Uh, he, he was a gun sometimes. Yeah. Like, he'd go out and kick six goals one week and everyone goes, wow, he's finally reached there. And then he'd disappear for three weeks after yeah, that. I mean, that's but even without, he had highlights. Yeah. I can't think of a highlight in North Guernsey. I mean, granted, didn't have much to pull from. No, exactly. yeah. he didn't play yeah. many games. Would you say three or something, something like that? I'm pretty, pretty sure it was around yeah. that. Yeah. He had a break after that, yeah, just to do with mental issues. But, I mean, that could be the responsible reason why he wasn't playing well. And maybe some time off to, to deal with that could be exactly what he needed. Um, time will tell. I've got a big question mark here when we've got who's going to have a big year next to Majak. Because yeah. everyone knows what happened last year. End of the day, didn't play a game. Uh, came back in the VFL, was generally ramping up. And then uh, did he do a hammy? I think he had right some tightness around it. And they were like, look, You know mate, what? Fuck this. It's yeah, round 23. Yeah. Fuck off. Let's, let's yeah. worry about next year. Yeah. Um, there's a big spot to fill in that back line now that Scotty Thompson isn't there. Um, Majak's best footy was 2018 in the back line. Yeah, um, yep. th- there's an opportunity for him. I don't see him as a shoulder-to-shoulder accountable player, um, which is unfortunate because yeah. the fucking size of him. But if you've got the ball, you know, uh, sort of on the wing or uh, a little bit forward, you've got to, you can't just bomb it to where Majak is. You know, you, no, you've exactly. got to. Yeah. You, you, Going forward, you've got to think better about how you're going to use the ball because otherwise it's just too easy. If he's yeah. going to play you know, off his man like that. Um, but the other thing is, too, if he's 20 metres off his man and there's a big 60-metre kick coming in, he'll catch him. Yeah, well, one of the players they got was obviously uh, Josh Walker, and he is ready-made to slot into that Scott Thompson uh, slot coming from Brisbane. And yeah. He was quite good there for yeah, quite a lot of the season. but he's, he's older as well. I mean, he, he is just a bit of a, a, a fill-up. He's at he's his third old. club now. Yeah. Um, plays well against Hawthorne for some reason. <laughs> but the the other players they're looking at filling that spot were uh, Durden, who had a decent season without being spectacular. McKay, who I, I want a lot more from him. He's a big lad. He's given him a couple more years. Yeah, I, I still want to see a lot more. Um, and the other name that they've been throwing around is uh, dropping back Mason Wood. Which wow. I've, I'm pretty sure I mentioned last year and the year before that I'd like to see him in the back line because his body to body contests are really good. His contested marks good, 
Um, he reads the ball well. He just goes fucking missing in the forwards. <laughs> well, we've got uh, we've just named two of the three I've got on the uh, chopping block list. Uh, yeah, so well, let's get into that. Then who's on the outer for, for North? And like I said, I've got Aaron Hall as one because um, never mind mental breaks and stuff like that. He was dropped from the league team and spent a lot of, probably more of the season in the VFL than he did. Um, I didn't like him as a, a pick coming across and he hasn't done anything yet to justify his place. I don't think he's best 22. Um, and you can get bored of a player very, very quickly um, when uh, mm. when that kind of thing happens. Well, no, I can agree with that. The other one I'd throw up there would be Paula Hearn. Yep. He's been brilliant in spots and then just nothing. And yep. a lot of the uh, criticism while he was under Scott was that his uh, his tackling isn't there. Um, under Shaw, it's, that's even uh, an even bigger requirement. Yeah. So unless he gets that uh, hunger for the contest... But you, you can transform a player too and say, you know what, okay, if your tackling's not there... You're a runner. We're going to turn you into a runner. Yeah. Like, Polak's not a great tackler either, but he has no. a spot on the side yeah. because, you know, you go, all right, that's not your role. Um, but you, you can't have everybody doing that role either. No, and then I'll probably put Gardner up there too. He's mm-hmm. threatened to do something for, well, since he started, and I think he's in his uh, eighth season. He, he's not a newbie anymore. Yeah. No, and with so much talent coming through, like uh, like Larky came through, yep. uh, spent a season of the VFL, yeah. won their goal-kicking, and then... Uh, definitely wasn't looking uh, out of sorts in his 2019 season. Put some pressure on your Guernsey, doesn't it? Yeah, 2018 season he wasn't that great. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's an easy lock before Garner right now. Yeah. And I think Garner, again, has good highlights, but then just does weird shit and then decides he wants to be hard in a pub. <laughs> yeah, well, there's certainly some uh, red flags there, isn't there? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Comes I, I think he's talented, and I really want to see him do well, but if he doesn't... In the pub, or... Well, <laughs> that too. Get on it, He might have some talent. Um, I've got one more name here, um, which, you know, we're getting into dangerous territory here again, but Benny Jacobs. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, not a doctor, and haven't examined him at all, but when it's been two years, three years since you've been playing, and they still, you know... I think it's one and a half. They yeah. don't know what's quite right and then they think it's sinus and then they think it's concussion um, think of something else to do mate you, yeah, the rest of your yeah. life well, yeah. the story is he's up and running now um, and the last last I off heard, season yeah great yeah I, I don't care I don't want to see him play well the yeah. last I heard it was it wasn't concussion it was a sinus infection that apparently had uh, got into like his ear canals and yeah, fucked yeah, up his yeah. balance yeah. I mean I don't fucking know that's just what's going around that could be complete bullshit but even if uh, it's true that's terrible yeah exactly <laughs> Do something Should else, Playing hand-eye coordination sports. But the uh, story's going around is that he's uh, he's good now and he's going to be running again. Let's see, but, you know, I, one big bump and you go, oh, shit, ah. Yeah. No, think of something else. Yeah. For me, it was Dom Tyson. Uh, I wasn't really that impressed with him in Melbourne, to be honest. He's yeah. come across and done not much, got Third dropped. Club as well. Yeah, got dropped and, yeah, just didn't really provide much. I think, yeah. I think he's a VFL player. Yeah. Again, if he's in the VFL, I'm happy with that yeah. because it means you've got a near AFL-quality midfielder who's at least been through the system a few times oh. and can help players around him get better. Conversely, I think if he's in your AFL side, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to that depth, yeah. that means guys like uh, Anderson, Simpkin, uh, even uh, Scott Walker, yeah. all the way down to Camden, should be playing before him. All right, so ladder positions then. Uh, North, uh, 12th and 10 wins last year. Josh, where have you got your boys this year? Um, I've got them an optimistic... Uh, no, fuck it. Pessimistic eighth. I reckon... Pessimistic eighth. Wow. <laughs> if, if, if ever there's been an optimistic way of saying it. 
Uh, Brenton? I've got them as a drunken optimistic seven somehow. <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking when I put them in there. They definitely weren't the last one to get plugged in because you do the top eight first. Yeah. And some logic in my head made sense to put them seventh. Do not know what it was. I've got them treading water at 12th. I reckon they're just, uh, they've got a lot of young players that are two, three years in that needs to be their next um, you know, uh, leaders. Yeah. I reckon they're just a season or two off it. Um, and also, we haven't mentioned uh, Higgins at all in this podcast. He is by far their best ball user, but he's all, yeah. and playing his best footy right now. Yeah. But he's 32, 33? This year oh, he's be, just getting better, though. This year will like, be 32, I think. Yeah. By, by 2030, he's going to be getting brown <laughs> I mean, he could be the next uh, Sean Burgoyne. We don't know. But yeah. um, there needs to be more talent coming through that midfield that is taking the load off uh, him and Cunnington. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and we haven't even mentioned Zebel either. Yeah. You know, but, but those guys, uh, I think Zebel's turned into the right role now where he plays probably, oh, I'm going to say, 40% of his time up forward, if not 60. Yeah. I'd say he's probably more. He plays more midfield than a forward, and that was one of the things that uh, Shaw did straight away. Yeah, because I think Zebel had a hard time uh, leading. Yeah, and a hard time playing seventy-five percent forward. Yeah, yeah. Also, you've got another forward who's pretty good at that leading thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, leading the the squad. Yeah, um, he couldn't he couldn't inspire players, and a lot of his. Um, I guess, leadership style is around, all right, I'll just run straight through fuckers. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Do as I say. Yeah, and Cunnington does the same thing, Zaha does the same thing. If we've got six or seven players on the field that'll just run in straight lines and belt the shit out of people, yeah. that's a that's a team that worries other teams. So I'm still one or two years off rating North into the finals contention and beyond that. All right, that'll do us. Right, Peace. Good luck. 